0: Is the grass greener on the other side? We interview South Africans that have made the move abroad to hear their stories, the good and the bad. We ask the questions like how they got here and why they made the move, as well as some lack of stories in between. I'm your host, Warren Burley, an expat South African who like many followed the dream of working overseas. So grab a castle, some built on, and join us on South Africans Abroad. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Um, today we've got a guest out of New York, Martin Burrow. Martin, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you, Warren. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, Martin, do you, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, probably more unusual than most. Born in East London, Eastern Cape Boy. Uh, moved to Joburg when I was one. And then, uh, and then actually moved abroad uh, when I was six. Okay. And uh, although I spent my my every June and July until I was eighteen in in, uh, in South Africa, I, I grew up overseas.
0: I oh, see so you haven't lost the accent at all.
1: <laughs> you still- uh, I I I'll, I'll, you lose it a bit, eh? Uh, I think when you talk to South Africans, it, it comes right back out. Right. Uh, and uh, and as my friends will attest, when you have a when you have a good drinking evening, okay, uh, it'll it'll come back out. But but yeah, it goes back. It goes in and out. It Goes in and out.
0: Okay, so you say uh, from the age of six, you, you moved to all sorts of places. What what type of places did you go to?
1: Yeah, I grew up in seven different countries. Okay. Uh, I guess six six other ones. Uh, we moved right to China. We went to Hong Kong. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, in the, in the 90s. And then we moved over to El Salvador, uh, back to China, but mainland. And then we went to uh, Brazil, uh, Poland, and then uh, UK. Yeah, and then I came here.
0: Okay. And, and I suppose the question begs, uh, why did you guys move around so much? Yeah.
1: Well, actually, my, my dad uh, worked for SAB Miller for, for a long time. Well, I guess back, back then it was SAB, then became SAB Miller. And now, unfortunately, it's uh, owned by an American business. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, we, we used to move around a lot. So uh, SAB was growing massively uh, back, back in those days. And, and my dad uh, was, was tasked with, with buying uh, smaller breweries overseas
0: okay and is he still involved in that is your dad still around no no he 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 moved to
1: heineken um after about uh 17 18 years and then uh and then retired a couple of years ago
0: and what do you do have you followed in his footsteps
1: I uh, no no uh i've i um i've just basically been in the in the startup space i, I worked um a little bit in uh uh you know direct-to-consumer e-commerce so uh i I guess if you if you're familiar in the u.s there's the whole subscription box craze right uh so i did that for for many years and then uh i actually went to go work with a south african company trying to make it here in the u.s called uh UR up
0: okay unfortunately
1: they're they're not around anymore which is uh the case with, with startups um and then uh you know i transitioned into my own company actually called mobux and uh what we do is uh we do mobile marketing for, for brands, for, particularly for product launches. Uh, so from that side, I've, I've worked with beverage companies, beer and, uh, and liquor, but, uh, but more so on the, on the marketing side. You know, providing some technology experiences, but not uh, not directly
0: for them. No. Okay, that's quite interesting. Although um, yeah. the South African blood would have uh, veered towards the beer, I'm sure. Y- yeah,
1: that's, <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, I, I still I still drink uh, drink a lot, and uh, my dad makes actually fantastic biltong. Uh, he lives out in, in L.A., so he, he ships me with a healthy supply. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I snuff out uh, some of the uh, South African. Goodie uh, stores here in new york when whenever i can and you know they, they have the omar Rusks and uh and the smarties and, and things like that on a while. So it's, it's, it's nice
0: yeah i know yeah. for sure we all indulge eh? um tell me yeah, this is... so do you want to tell me just a little bit about new york and and you know how you finding it there and
1: yeah absolutely uh so i moved to new york i came here for university
0: actually mm. uh that's what first brought me here and
1: then uh uh, and then I just, I ended up, I got my first job here. Um, and, uh, yeah, just was, wasn't ready to go back to South Africa yet. So decided to stay and, and then ended up getting my, my work visas. And, and so, yeah, I've been, been in the U S now 11 years okay. and I did, I've done nine years in New York. I did a two year break in the middle. I moved to Dallas, Texas, uh, for, for my first job, just to, just to give it a go. It was interesting. Actually met a few South Africans out in, in Dallas, Texas.
0: Yeah, there's um, a lot of South Africans out there. Yeah, it's a bit it's
1: warmer, it's a little bit more affordable, so it's
0: good good life. But
1: actually I haven't met that many in New York, surprisingly enough. I, I expected it to be a bit more like London, but um no, not a lot of not a lot of luck, Hey, eh?
0: I think it's too cold in New York. The winters <laughs> get very cold out there and and Texas is a yeah. lot like Joburg, so you know, yeah we like the heat. Yeah. Eh? I oh, know, that's, exactly. that's very cool. But now, you said your dad was in L.A. How come you haven't come to L.A.?
1: So, I, I visited, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just haven't had a reason, uh, I mean, I, other than my dad, obviously, love him, really, mm-hmm. Uh I haven't really had a reason to, to move out there. All the jobs I've had have been based in New York. Uh, and I guess I haven't been here so long. All, all my friends are here. Um, and uh, my girlfriend's here, so, you know, got uh got a lot of ties to New York, but uh, I think one day I'd like to. Yeah, you know, I think New York is uh, one of those fantastic cities uh when you're in your twenties and, and, and even your early thirties. But I think as you uh want to slow slow life down a bit and, and enjoy the fresh air a bit more and the uh basement uh clubs a little bit less. Yeah. Uh it becomes uh you know, LA definitely becomes a, a lot more appealing with the with the beach there. He lives right right on the beach here, in Santa
0: Monica, so lovely okay yeah i mean yeah. the beaches are amazing that's that's one of the reasons i live here.
1: i know i miss that day eh? i miss i miss all the kind of swimming the ocean the stuffing it's just
0: too bloody cold up here <laughs> yeah it gets very I, I went to new york for a little bit and uh yeah it was the winters were too brutal man
1: no you, you get you get a bit used to it, to be honest and and, and obviously i guess because i left that day and and grew up you know in, uh, overseas so i got caught caught very used to like very busy city life and and cold uh, cold weather, especially Poland. Eh? And negative negative twenty Celsius is the average winter there, Jeez. so flipping freezing. Um, but uh, but no, yeah, it's, it's not uh, too bad. And then I guess also because I spent June and July every year in South Africa, which was obviously my my summer holidays, uh, but it was winter. I think I got I got two extra winter months than 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 most people in the world every year.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask um you know if you ever go back and and how often you go back. Yeah,
1: all, all my extended family's still there. Hey? So so all my 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 grandparents and cousins aunts, uncles they're all uh, in Eastern Cape, uh, Kaimau, East London, okay. um right right over there. And then my godparents are in Durban, so I spend a lot of my time in yeah KZN and uh, uh, and uh and and Eastern Cape.
0: That's very cool. And and do you think you'd ever move back there?
1: You know, I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, uh, I, I don't know permanently. Uh, you know, obviously, with, with the stuff going on there and, and having lived and grown up overseas, you, you you know, you miss it. You feel very South African. You love the space. But but obviously, socially and economically, it, it, it's, it's a challenge to kind of, once you get used to a certain lifestyle, to, to kind of go back and, and deal with a lot of those those kinds of issues. So I I don't know, I've I've thought about it. You know, I've I've never lived in Cape Town, obviously I've I've visited many times, but just being on an Eastern Cape person, just spent less time there and and then definitely thought about going back. You know, even if I can just swing it for a year or two, just to kind of, you know, really get in touch. And and even though my parents did a phenomenal job of of, uh, raising a super South African, uh, feeling very uh, passionate about South Africa, you know uh, net net haven't spent a lot of time then so i'd really like to, to actually get to know the country and learn the country a lot more
0: yeah i just get back to your roots eh?
1: exactly exactly yeah. get back to the roots and it's just such a beautiful space and um i just had a friend recently moved back there, and he's he's done now he's like ah oh, no i'm not i'm not leaving uh he's decided to stay full time so.
0: oh that's very cool yeah out of all the places that you've stayed where's your favorite yeah, that's always a that's a
1: good question. Um, you know, I, I would say it's changed now because Hong Kong uh is, is gone through its own set of changes. But in the nineties it was a fantastic place. It was uh still very much under English control, English authority, uh the, the change happened in ninety seven. Mm-hmm. But um uh it was fantastic. I mean a huge huge amount of expatriates uh back in the day, so you know, spent a lot of time uh, with Aussies and, and English and, and, a, and a huge South African association, actually, out, out in Hong Kong in the 90s. So it was uh, it was a good time to be a kid there uh, back then. Uh, you know, there's a lot more freedoms, uh, a lot of uh, international people in, in the same boat. So I think it really made it quite easy, or a lot easier to transition away from South Africa into an international community with people that kind of sounded and looked like you and were interested in you know the same sports. Like I very much grew up in Hong Kong playing rugby and and cricket uh, a lot. So you know I was very fortunate to to have that. Have that there. How
0: long were you out there for? There uh, six six years. Okay.
1: Yeah, six years. And and also the Hong Kong Rugby Sevens is um the the Hong Kong one is is the is the biggest yeah. uh, in terms of the events every year. So very lucky to to grow up. I actually even got to play on the field a couple of times because nice. I, I played with one of the the clubs out there. And um yeah, so so cool to see the team man and just yeah, such a such a great weekend every every year. It's a big event
0: yeah also schooling must have been a quite a challenge for you or going to all different yeah. countries and learning different yeah things. we moved move around
1: a lot uh you know it it's interesting every country uh had an english and a and a and an american system okay but uh usually there would only be one good 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 international school so depending on the country i was either uh, in an english system doing you know GCSEs and a levels or i was in the american system doing the ap uh slash I- IB so yeah we moved around a lot which was difficult and I think eventually my dad took a the, the little bit more the traditional route from South African perspective and and sent me off to boarding school for some uh, some stability
0: yeah how did that affect your learning I mean adapting to the different styles and things like that
1: look it, 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 with everything there's good and bad mm-hmm. um, it was it was obviously a, a big challenge academically to to also. You know, some of the subjects I'd learn in the foreign language. So <laughs> trying to learn geography in oh. Spanish. Uh, you know, you're learning Spanish and geography at the same time It's quite quite challenging. Um, but on the flip side, you know, just it it really gave me an, an awesome opportunity to immerse in the culture and, and really learn what it what it is to kind of be from a different culture, a different perspective, um, you know, what uh how they view the world and you know, from that perspective was, was super valuable.
0: And how many languages do you speak? Oh, uh, I'm ashamed to
1: say uh uh one point seven and then a lot of point one. <laughs>
0: okay. At least you're honest. Most people would say,, yeah, said, Oh, I no. speak about seventeen languages.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean my Spanish is very good. Yeah. Uh and then and then, you know, my Mandarin and, and Polish and Portuguese is, is is enough to is enough to order some meals and, and get around.
0: Okay. All right, let's yeah. get let's get back to New York. Um Yeah. I want to talk about the visa process. Oh, where yeah. where are you with your visa at the moment, and, and how did you get there?
1: Yeah, so I'm now on my fourth visa. Believe it or not, uh, unfortunately, uh, Donald Trump uh, started right when my uh, green card application went in, and um, but, you know, for I'm sure you've talked to a lot of other Africans, he he really messed up the process for most of us, yeah. and uh, just just decided to deny everything, uh, top to bottom. Uh, so I had to transition to other visas and, um, and then with COVID, uh, a lot of it's been backed up. So I, I've actually been waiting for my O1 visa now for almost, uh, 14 months, okay. uh, which is a big, big difficulty because it allows me to stay here with the current situation. But from a working perspective, um, you know, it's, it's very limited in terms of what I can do. Yeah. So, you know, with my startup, I have to have other people run it. because Technically I can't, uh, I can't work uh officially right now so okay. yeah very very much a frustration um and you know i've talked to a lot of South Africans unless you kind of win that that green card lottery it's always it's always such a challenge yeah
0: yeah visas everyone i've spoken to visas being been the main challenge um and i actually had a a, yeah. a, a lawyer on chris wright who spoke about mm. the whole trump administration and how they you know how they stopped everybody from coming in um yeah you know all the new laws and things um, I know it's eased up a little bit now with the new administration, so hopefully that helps helps a lot. Um, yeah, you, I'm, I'm hoping so. Have okay. you got a South African passport?
1: I do. Yeah, actually, because we moved uh, so much, we never lived in a place long enough to qualify for, for another passport. So I'm I'm on the green and gold and, and have been my whole life. So I, I know the, the pain of international travel as well, just in, in general, unfortunately, with but the way things have changed over time, it's been harder for us to get into places like England and Europe and, and things yeah. like that, whereas, you know, in the past, you used to be able to go, you know, three months, no problem. Now you've got to get a visa for, for even just one day.
0: Yeah, the green mamba has its limits. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know. Yeah, I'll I, I tell you something, though. Um, I've recently got my American passport and well, the doors that have opened up are yeah. un- unbelievable
1: no i mean that's the thing right like you are raised to say okay build build um you know build good education and, and good wealth so you can pass it on to the next generation and and i'd add a little asterisk to that get a get a good bloody passport because so, yeah. uh, that's going to make your, your child's life just significantly uh you know easier and, and open a hell of a lot more doors
0: yeah i think the rest of the world doesn't really understand that you know um having the passports no. that they got and the challenges that we, we, we've had to overcome.
1: Yeah, and, and also, you know, as, as a white South African, you, you, you traditionally don't, don't meet the standard image of an immigrant. So, right. you know, when you, when you talk about the, the immigration perils, uh, the amount of eye rolling that I receive, like, oh yeah, like, you've got issues. And, uh, you know, just, uh, I think one, they don't really understand, in, in general, how tough mm. it is to be an immigrant, but, but two, when you kind of don't meet that, um, that, that standardized image, you know people don't really also take you take you very
0: seriously yeah that that actually brings up another another point i mean i've experienced and i don't know so other south africans that also experienced it you know it kind of almost like a racism towards south africans uh, have you experienced anything like that Joe?
1: yeah not not so much racism i mean obviously I get, I get the wonderful unique questions of uh do you have internet and clothes and and all yeah. of the weird weird, yeah, <laughs> the weird yeah, yeah. stuff do you do you have a pet line and all of that uh some of it's jokes now, but uh you know, seriously, some of some of them, um, or, or like, oh no, which which country in South Africa? You know, I get that one a lot as well. It's always a yeah, a good chuckle. Uh, but but everybody knows the name Nelson Mandela, so it always fascinates me that everyone has heard of him, but doesn't know what uh, what country he was president of. himself. Um, no, I haven't really received as much racism, uh, but but I definitely get a little bit more of that. You know, as the conversations uh, around you know whites. Versus kind of really, you know, non-white uh, mm. is taking place around the world. Uh, I, I often get very much grouped into the white American conversation of like, oh, well, you, you know, you're white and, and you know, in America, you, you guys lived a certain life. And it's it's always uh, difficult for me to untangle that because, you know, I have to kind of tiptoe a little bit, but explain to them, well, well yeah, but I didn't grow up, here; you know? I grew yeah. up overseas and and uh and our culture and our perspectives are, are just very very different and and you know being here and yes I'm I'm white but I'm, I'm also an immigrant yeah. uh and and so you know it's it's just not the same thing but but very much kind of kind of get grouped into that uh into that bundle so yeah, yeah. i don't know if you felt the same thing
0: yeah i kind I still get the interesting questions you know um, yeah. as we all do yeah. I, I actually had somebody the other day argue with me saying i wasn't from africa it's impossible because <laughs> I'm white, it's like yeah. you know, and I've yeah, got the yeah. accent, I've got everything. I'm like, well, it is what it is, and yeah. he's like, no, it's impossible. You're lying. Um, and I also had a, yeah. a, my son's friend from school phone me to ask if he was lying about being from Africa, which, yeah. uh, <laughs> which was which quite funny. But, <laughs> it, blow, it blows my mind at this point, really. Yeah, I think I, I think no matter where you go in the world, we're gonna, we're always going to get those those questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also it's interesting to see how things have changed because. When I first came out here in 96, everyone was, oh, Nelson Mandela, Nelson Mandela. Now I find mm. everybody going, the unfit or die are Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> as they say. Or yeah.
1: Because chappy, Chappie. Or uh, District 9. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. tell me, Martin, yeah.
0: are, you, are you not worried that they'd tell you to leave with your current passport? Especially no, with all the things that are happening yeah. right now.
1: I'm um, very very worried. And I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to to, um, to have a mother that uh, that lives in England and um, has, has created a path for me to to kind of transition there if I if I need to uh, for emergency reasons. Um, my, my my grandmother was was English on on her side, okay. uh, and so you know we get access to that ancestral visa, which is you know very very lucky. Um, but but yeah, no, of, of course, uh, I worry every day. Uh, it's a stress that, um, like I said, uh, a non-immigrant will, will never really understand. Um, and when you talk about it, like I said, just kind of look at you like, really? You, you have problems staying here? And it's like, yeah, no. And at any point I can lose my job, I can lose my company, I can lose my friends, yeah. uh, you know, and have to leave. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a stress I live with every day. And, you know, it's, it's something I work towards to, to, to try and create disability, despite being here 11 years. And I think this is one of the, few countries that don't count uh, time towards your your kind of your situation um yeah. you know that doesn't doesn't count for anything i could have just moved here yesterday from that perspective yeah. uh yeah it is it is quite scary for me and it, it's bittersweet it's one of the reasons why I, I, I love america but but also one of the reasons why, why i hate it um yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a constant challenge
0: yeah, it's not like other countries where you're there for five years, and no matter what, you get permanent residence. Yeah, you've,
1: you've paid into the system, you, you, you've earned money, you've proven that you're a working member of society, you've contributed to the tax system. No, all of that is, uh, is, that is for naught here, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: And have you got any uh, advice for people wanting to come over?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, listen, if you're going to come here and, and make the challenge, um, definitely come here with, with a purpose for checking it out. I mean, I think it's a fantastic place to get a, a business visa and, and come here for one to two years. You know, L one visa is a great transfer visa and I've met one or two people that, that transferred over here with like a Deloitte or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's fantastic. I think if you if you figure out quickly that you want to stay here, I would not uh, I would not delay the visa process like I did, you know, thinking, oh, you know what, it's fine. When when the time comes uh, I'll get the visa, I would really come here with a purpose to get that visa once you have that secure that visa for your stability and then, then uh then you just have a lot more freedom and, and enjoyment you know i haven't been able to go back and visit my, my grandma or my family in south africa because with, with the visa pending you can't leave yeah. so uh you know and and when you add covid it's now been almost four years since i've been stopped. and um it's very sad for me not to be able to to go back right now. And, and if I do, it means throwing away all, all of the time and effort I've, I've spent up until this point. So, yeah, definitely um, come here with a purpose. Come here, have some fun, and, and if you decide you want to stay, um, yeah, work on that visa. That would be my biggest
0: piece of advice. Uh, great. Uh, one more question. Uh, what's next yeah. for Martin?
1: Yeah, good point, eh? Uh, you know, I think I've just been so focused on, on getting this visa. Um, as of right now, I really just want to, yeah, be able to, to to get that that visa and hopefully that green card so that I can I can stay here a longer term. Um, and 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 who knows, maybe maybe move to LA. That that could be fun. Well,
0: make sure if you come out, uh, um, you look me up, and if I'm in New York, I'll definitely look you up. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, man, it was absolutely fantastic talking to you. I really appreciate it. And uh, good luck with the visas and everything, man. Keep us posted.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Warren. Cheers,
0: man. Thanks, Warren. Okay, bye. Bye. Ciao. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to hear a piece of home every week from all over the world. Until then, check your Tuesday.